In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. Well, hello, everyone. Happy to be here, as always. And I have a question for you. Is it easy to find your company online? Do people have to search and search for you when they go into a social media platform like Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter? And once they do find you, what do they see once they get there? Let's face it, any company can blog, right, and join a bunch of social networks aimlessly. People do it all the time. But the business owners who really understand how to interact with their customers online can create a long-lasting consumer impression. And that definitely has that direct impact on the bottom line that we're all looking for. So how's your social media presence looking today? We're going to explore that further. Today we have joining us David Lee King. And David is an emerging technologies and social media expert and the author of face-to-face, using Facebook, Twitter, and other social media tools to create great customer communication. Today, we're going to take a look at how to humanize your online customer communication, because it is very, very important nowadays. As we said, anybody can get out there blogging and and showing up, but what does that communication look like? Now, oh, last month, I believe it was, David and I did an interview, and uh, we posted an article over at Inc.com, Better Social Media Strategy, Show, Don't Tell, and it's been a really popular article, so make sure and, and hop on over to inkinc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco and take a look at that article. We're going to explore those topics much uh, on a deeper level here. And I'd love to welcome to the show David Lee King. Oh, hi. How are you hey. today, David? Good. Good. How are you doing? Good. Thanks so much for being here. I know that we spoke quite a while ago, and and, uh, I've been looking forward to uh, getting into some more of the nitty-gritty details about your book and and, uh, the things we talked about for for our Ink Article collaboration. Really enjoyed that. It's been a popular article. So Yeah, it's been fun to see that take off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Lots of comments over there and, mm-hmm. and such. So it's been it has been fun. So David, tell me what what prompted you to write this book? What what did you see happening out there that you thought, okay, people need to know? What what happened? 
Sure. Well, actually, to be honest, there were two things that prompted me to write it. Uh-huh. Uh, the first one was just the selfish one. Uh, <laughs> I had written one book, and I had a really good idea for that one, and I got it done. And then I thought, gee, I wonder if I can do another one. So <laughs> I started thinking about it from there. I have to admit, I was like, I wonder if I can pull that off again. Um, and I think I did, thankfully. Um, but then the, the bigger impetus is I started thinking about that. I was looking at my first book because it covered sort of more broadly customer digital experience and that kind of thing. And a section of that book was devoted to, you know, customer connections, making customer connections and customer experience online. And I thought, well, a great part of that is, you know, physically you do that through talking, through interacting. And that's what you're doing through social media, you know, or that's how you should be doing maybe social media. And so I I started thinking more about that and realizing that especially, you know, with organizations, you know, my mom gets how to talk to her cousins online. That, That part's pretty easy through Facebook or something like that. But when you're an organization, how do you as an organization, talk without sounding like a brochure to your customers. You know, how do you get that one-on-one interaction? I I, I was really intrigued by that because, you know, it's something that I need to learn more about in my job. Um, and most of us do because we all probably work at some sort of a company or an organization or we have a hobby that's sort of a part-time business or, you know, that kind of thing. And it, it's something that we can all improve on. Yeah, most certainly. You know, David, we I had um oh, let's call it an incident uh with one of our our major airline carriers and uh, <laughs> I went online to their website to fill out the form for what I needed to happen and and oh, the first thing that happened was I got an email back that was actually with someone else's name and ticket number on it and so on and so forth and and I never heard back and so I went to the phone and you know, we call up and we get the press one of this and press one of that and <laughs> can never speak to anybody personally. It, is is social media just something that's going to expand on that new way of communicating, that robotic way of communicating with our customers? How do we prevent it from turning into something like that? You know, I think it's actually quite easy to prevent, and that's because if you if your organization treats it like that, you've sort of prevented it on your own because your customers will ignore you. Um, they, they will immediately pick up on, oh, this is just like the, the phone tree thing done um, and go somewhere else. It, and that's, it's really easy to go somewhere else now because, you know, a company's products are maybe on Amazon and then there's all of those customer reviews there. Why don't I just go there instead of talk to the company directly? Mm-hmm. Um, that's not necessarily a good thing. It is if people are saying good good things about your product, but not on the other hand. Um, so I think, you know, that that's the thing that a company has to, or an organization really has to grasp is how to not sound corporate, how to not sound formal, that kind of thing. And that, that goes a great length into getting customers interested in what you're saying. It does. It does. And uh, to engage, to actually have mm-hmm. that two-way communication. There are some companies online, on Facebook specifically, who do that really, really well. And what's wonderful is that I see them resolving issues right there in a public forum, which makes me want to buy, makes me want to shop with them. Oh, 
Yeah, right. Um, one company, I mentioned this company in my book, but I actually was looking at their Twitter account just this morning. Um, Rode Microphones. They make like microphones for cameras and, and other you know professional microphones, too. Um, they do an amazing job in their Twitter account. It's just like sort of like their, their customer service phone line, um, but it goes further because they're yeah, they're helping people with their products. Um, somebody was asking about a certain type of microphone and if it would work in this this setting. They're like, yeah, yeah, here's and here's why. And then they're linking to maybe a, a tip sheet that they have on their website for it. But they're what what I see them doing is really you know making those one to one connections. They're actually going out and they have some alerts set up too, so they can say, hey, I noticed you're using one of our microphones. That's awesome. Ask me if you have a question. So they're they're not just waiting, you know, at the customer service desk for people to come up and ask them a question. They're actually going out and mm-hmm. seeing people. Oh, you're using my new stuff. That's awesome. Here, I'm here if you need help. Um, how friendly and forward thinking is that? You know. It is. It really is. And uh, it is enjoyable to connect. And then what we see happen is, um, you know, Joe Smith tweets, wow, I can't believe it. Somebody from such and such company actually responded to my tweet and resolved my problem. And (laughs) Joe's got, you know, 10,000 followers. So that's pretty sweet. Well, yeah, yeah, it, it can be something that spreads virally like that. Yeah, I've got like... 6,000 some Twitter followers, and if I get a good experience from something, I'm going to tweet it out. And then all of those 6,000 people will see that. Then some of them will retweet it or, or reply, and the other people see it. It goes to Facebook. Other people see it. So it, it can really, really spread. You know, just just one person at an organization doing one happy thing for somebody, for one of their customers, can be seen, like you said, by 10,000 people immediately. Yeah. So let's address the white elephant in the room. I think that most right. of our listeners out there are, are are small business, micro business owners. And, you know, we're talking about corporations that can afford to hire customer service teams mm-hmm. and social media experts to do this. How does the solopreneur or the entrepreneur with just one or two employees who have very designated roles and not a big budget, how, how do we manage this? You know, that's the tricky thing, isn't it? Because um, we're not Ford. <laughs> we don't have a social media team. Um, awesome to them that they do, and those big companies that do that. But, you know, I think small companies, you have to scale it down just a little bit. Instead of choosing 20 of the top social media sites, go to the two or three that your customers really use. Um, for most of us, at least in the United States, that's going to include Facebook because over half of the people age 13 and up, according to recent statistics, are there. So most likely that's like half of your customers if you think about it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, So you'd want to set something up there, maybe something in Twitter. What what I often will do is tell people to just look around their community, listen to radio stations, go to restaurants. And you know how a lot of restaurants have those signs up on their door saying, follow us on. Yes. And how like Twitter and Facebook and whatever else. Um, If you start seeing those, those are the places um, in your local community that your customers are using. So if you see, you know, 
if you hear the the radio DJ in town and and your favorite restaurant mention Facebook and Twitter, oh well, most likely your customers are going to be there too. So those would be the the tools to focus on first. So instead of twenty, you've got two to focus on, and then you just need to schedule out some time um, instead of you know like like I do personally having. Twitter up all all day every day, um, you know, because I'm I'm a geek that way. Um, just just say okay, well, one one o'clock to one fifteen every Tuesday and Thursday, I'm going to focus here. I'll answer questions. I'll I'll check an alerts feed to see if people are talking about mm-hmm. me and if I need to respond. Yeah. And and that's fine. You know, people understand you're a business. You're not you know, yeah. their best friend. But yeah, I think that I think that social media actually can be done pretty effectively in, in 20 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to talk more about that, David, when we come back from this break. Great. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Ministry is filled with both highs and lows, victories and struggles. It can be the best job of the world, but it can also be the hardest. Where do you find the balance between serving God and the joy of truly knowing Him? Wellspring, tending the heart of ministry with Joanna Weaver. Thursday afternoons at 5 p.m. Central. Join us each week as pastor's wife, best-selling author, and host Joanna Weaver interviews women who serve God from the heart, both those who are well-known and those who minister in less visible ways. You'll discover tools for the ministry, but more importantly, you'll learn how to give God access to the deep places in your heart. For ministry is more than what we just do in public. It is who we are in private. Wellspring is here to inspire you to look into your heart of hearts and invest in the place ministry truly begins. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So join us for an hour that just might change your life. It's Wellspring, tending the heart of ministry with host Joanna Weaver. Thursday afternoons at 5 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Do you ever feel like you're the invisible woman? Too polite to be political? Too nice to be real? Tame, even though you really want to be unleashed? Like you're living in a fairy tale without the happy ending? Well, Cinderella has left the ball, and it's time to wake up and break up with our own self-imposed glass slippers and ceilings. Welcome to Le Chic Speak, the polite woman's guide to self-expression, with your host, Jen Duchenne. Le Chic Speak is the Woohoo Radio Network's resident radio show dedicated to helping women turn on their power and turn up the volume of their voices so you can be seen, heard, appreciated, and celebrated. Join us on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time for your weekly dose of Le Chic Speak with your host, Jen Duchenne, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. 
And we're here today with David Lee King. David speaks internationally about emerging trends, website management, digital experience, and social media. And he's also published two books, Designing the Digital Experience, and his most recent uh, personal best is face-to-face using Facebook, Twitter, and other social media tools to create great customer communication. And that's what we're talking about just now and how a small business can actually achieve the same. And yes, David, going into break, you were talking about uh, really scheduling your social media time. And uh, I think what goes in ha- hand in hand with that is having a plan so that you just don't sit down aimlessly in front of Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, or what have you, and um, and try to figure out <laughs> what to do. Let's talk a little bit about how a small business owner can create their social media strategy. Yeah, sure. Um, well, you know, I think Creating you know, creating a strategy always sounds like a really big thing to do. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. Um, all you need to do is sit down with, if if you have a few other staff that are going to help with this, um, or if it's just yourself, just brainstorming on your own. But sit down for half an hour and figure out a few things. Figure out what your goals are um, for social media, and hopefully you already have some sort of a strategic plan or business plan in place. And you don't really need separate social media goals that are disconnected from your actual business plans. Um, So if you're trying to attract more customers that are age 30 to 50 or whatnot, um, social media can fit right in there as as a complement rather than as a complete separate thing. So you're, you know, trying to meet your your organization's actual goals. Um, so sit down, figure out what those are first, and then figure out how some of these social media tools um, can fit into those plans. So if you're wanting to push out a certain product or if you're a nonprofit, you know, focusing on a, a new service that your nonprofit has, um, that helps you narrow down <laughs> really quick the things mm-hmm. you want to talk about and do. And then you can start planning out, okay, well, every Friday I will write two posts that go out to Twitter and Facebook about this. Or I'll ask a question. You know, I want to engage customers, so I need to be a little more open-ended. I need to ask for next steps. So what do you think about this? Will you click here? You know, ask those kinds of things. So people know, oh, I can interact with this. Cool. Yeah, that's that's so important. And, and uh, I so agree with what you said at the top of, of this conversation that it doesn't have to be a huge drawn out separate strategy that it, it it's uh, a very cohesive part of the plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you simply look at your marketing plan and, and everything that your company stands for your mission, your mission, your vision, this just ties in, it just gives us another platform to do right. much the same. It does, and it's a free platform, which is pretty (laughs) nice, you know? I love that. Yeah. Yeah, well, free is in you still have to have actual staff and actual time. (laughs) But, yeah, you're you're not sending something off to the printer. And, it, you know, I think that most businesses by now have some sort of a a email newsletter update Mm -hmm. or or something that goes out uh, to their their, uh, customers 
And uh, this this just gives us another way to make even that more interactive. And I love right. that because a newsletter can only go so far. And now you've given it another dimension by saying, mm-hmm. hey, we have this great contest over on Facebook or mm-hmm. um, like us here and do that or, or what have you. Well, yeah, those, those next steps I was talking about in social media, you can do that in your email newsletter so easily. Have a, a little you know, paragraph about something that you want to push out. And the last bit of that is go here to continue this conversation or go here to find out more. And that could that could go to your website. It could go to a product page or a blog post. It could also go to your Facebook post that's about that. So your customers can actually start chatting amongst themselves and with you about that. Yeah. And David, how important is it to have a to have a powerful social media presence? How important do you believe it is to have a great blog? Um, depending on the organization, I think it is. Uh, with with a blog, you again, you need to sit down and do some brainstorming first. Um, just right. figure out why you would want one. You know, because a lot of companies, especially maybe three or four years ago, said, oh, everybody's doing blogs, I need one. So they set it up, and then they didn't really know what to post, so they, they died. Um, so it, it's good to think, okay, well, I want to post, you know, what's new this week. That's that's a great idea. A lot of libraries do that. I'm from the library world. And so we'll say, you know, new books this week, that kind of thing. Um, but it can be really a really handy tool a blog can be because there's there's a bit of that social media type conversation there too through comments um, which is good you get a bit more length because you're in control of that not Facebook or Twitter you know with Twitter you get 140 characters um, pretty short and the cool thing about this especially if you have like an email newsletter too you can use the same content so Mm -hmm. you can start your blog post and your email newsletter, you can link them over to your actual blog post with all the information, and then you can have sharing buttons to share them to social networks like Facebook or Twitter. So you can really get more bang for your buck if you if you use that content in different places. Right, right. I love those sharing buttons, don't you? I mean, our, yeah. our article, the one we collaborated on for Inc., um, Better Social Media Strategy, Show Don't Tell, um, that's gotten shared uh, across the, widely across right. the web. It's so much fun to see that happen. Yeah, and, you know, those buttons are great, too. If you have a blog, I would suggest installing them. They're fairly easy to do because that lets, you know, when, when you click on the like this article, like people did on our article, our interview, it goes out to all of those people's social networks. So all of their Facebook fans and friends and followers Mm -hmm. see what they were reading and liked, which Mm -hmm. is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's something that we don't have to do anything extra to get other than install that button once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to share a little Facebook tip, if I may. Oh, yeah. Um, I tried a little experiment about five weeks ago, and I started taking screen grabs, um, pictures, snapshots uh, via my computer and dumping them into Facebook, or you can use any image editor and, and sizing them down, cropping them, and posting the picture 
along with the link rather than simply linking to the piece and having the little icon show up. And that larger size picture, which looks far more exciting because it has mm-hmm. the blog header or the ink you know, header on it, uh-huh. really draws people in. My engagement has gone up incredibly since I've started doing that. So it tells us that the visuals are so important. How can companies use visuals other than the way that I just expressed to really draw people in? Yeah, well that that that's a good observation. And actually Facebook has some white papers on, you know, how to get the most out of like your business Facebook page. And that's they actually mentioned that exactly. Mm-hmm. When you use a visual you get like a hundred percent more engagement than oh, if you yeah. just use text. It's amazing. It's just yeah. a simple picture. Um I go back to the, the idea of, you know, when you were a kid, you wanted a book with pictures, yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. uh, that's more fun to read. Um, seeing also. So, yeah, to incorporate that, it's really pretty simple. Mo- these days, most of us have some sort of smartphone in our pockets or easy access to a simple point-and-shoot camera. Um, those are great tools to use for that engagement. So if you're at a coffee shop, if you're a coffee shop owner, take a photo of the new beans that you just got in. Mm-hmm. Um, post it to Facebook. Say, come in today, 10% off or whatever, you know. Um, but the text alone in Facebook will only go so far. You'll, you'll catch the people that like to read. But if you put a, a delicious-looking picture of those new coffee beans, mm-hmm. you'll get more engagement because people will see it and immediately respond um, yeah. because it's, that's just a quicker way to communicate in a way. Yes. Get past the language barrier, yeah. I guess. Yeah. We're all um, very um, visual human beings. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, we, we are, definitely. Yeah. So, no, that's, David, that's really mm-hmm. good observation. Yeah. So so we have talked just a, a little bit in the past about Pinterest and Instagram and, and mm-hmm. Flickr. Um, tell us more about how we can incorporate these very visual tools into our, our marketing strategy. Oh, yeah. Um, well, they're all very different tools. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram, we'll start with that one because Facebook owns them now. And um, Instagram is just a... A photo sharing app that you can install on your smartphone, Android and iPhone devices. And basically it lets you take a photo and then pretty it up with cool looking filters and that kind of stuff. Uh, it makes any amateur photographer much better <laughs> suddenly. <laughs> um, but the cool thing about it now, um, well, you, you can get followers just on Instagram, but now it connects directly to your Facebook account. So you can have, you know, where you have your your photo sharing part of Facebook, you can have an Instagram folder. Mm -hmm. And just when you post something to Instagram, it will also go there if you've set that up through Instagram. So you can share those Instagram photos that probably look better than your normal snapshots um, to your Facebook fans or friends really Mm -hmm. fast. So just another way to use a visual tool, but it's a very handy one because it makes good-looking photos a little easier to do. Yeah, I could see that coming in really handy if you want to share a little bit about your company culture, for instance, mm-hmm. or the fun that you're having at, at work with your employees or coworkers or right. what have you. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, people yeah. want to see that real business. <laughs> yeah, You know, the do. faces behind the the 
tweet, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then Pinterest, it's its own separate thing. It's basically like a um, scrapbooking that's digital. So you can have a topic that, like cooking or whatever. You can set up a basically a like a bulletin board where you're pinning up pictures. That's that's sort of the gist of Pinterest. But then it has links underneath it that goes to the places you want them to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, people visiting that, and a lot of small businesses are using that, especially more like um, floral um, cooking. Um, I've seen yeah. some some wedding. Yes. Um, I don't remember what this one company did exactly, but they they did color coordination. We're going into another break, so we'll continue okay. this when we get back in just a moment. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Attention parents and teachers. Here is a series of alarming yet true facts about the current state of teaching reading in the United States. The federal government has spent close to half a trillion dollars to improve reading ability, and yet we still have over 8 million students who cannot read on grade level. 440,000 students who have a total reading vocabulary of 50 words or less. And a national dropout rate of one new student every 26 seconds. Sadly, one of these could be yours. Fortunately, it's not too late to help. Introducing The Reading Show with Dr. Joe. A fast-paced, highly informative, easy-to-listen-to show led by nationally recognized reading authority, Dr. Joe Lakovich. For more on Joe on the show, check out his website, failurefreeonline.com. Listen in this week to learn amazingly simple ways to turn this problem around. The Reading Show with Dr. Joe. With your host, Dr. Joe Lakovich. Fridays at 10 a.m. Central on toginet.com. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak. 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. And make sure to join us next week when 
co-authors Sharon Hadari and Laura Henderson join us on the show here. They've written How Women Lead, The Eight Essential Strategies Successful Women Know. And these are based on real-life insights from highly successful women, the latest research, and the author's own experience. And uh, I've spoken with Sharon on a number of occasions. She's absolutely delightful and such a wealth of knowledge. So that, too, is a show that you don't want to miss. And we're here with David Lee King, author of Face to Face, using Facebook, Twitter, and other social media tools to create great customer connections. And going into break, David, sorry about the quick cutoff. It's it's so hard when there's such engaging conversation coming. <laughs> you know, um, we're talking about Pinterest and how to use Pinterest. And, and oh yeah, yeah. Um, what, what I was trying to say before the break, um, I've seen a, a small business or a wedding planner type company. How they used Pinterest was they arranged a bunch of stuff you could buy, some products from them, some products from from other companies, honestly, but color-coordinated. So they had the green board and the red board and the peach board, that kind of thing. It was looked like a really useful tool if you were trying to plan out, you know, and color-coordinate your wedding. Um, so Pinterest is an extremely visual tool that, you know, you can use just for fun. But for businesses, it's great because you can pin themed things up. And then in each of those photos or videos, because you can do videos too there, um, you can have a link that goes back to wherever you want it to go. So pretty cool visual tool that's really popular right now, especially with females uh, for some reason. Um, and then Flickr is its an older tool, very useful still. It is it's basically um, more photographers use that to share and store their um, digital images that they're taking with their cameras just online. And then you can, you can either subscribe to their account or in, and see their photos, leave comments just like you do in like a Facebook post. And you can also, the cool thing about Flickr is you can embed those photos elsewhere. So if you see one you like, you can use it elsewhere, uh, depending on the copyright, or you can use it for your own purposes, too. A company could have their Flickr account set up and you know post photos of their business there, but then when they go to do a blog post or to a, do a Facebook post, they could pull those images from Flickr. Um, so it's, it's also a very cool, very visual tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, that visual piece is so important. I spoke yeah. with uh, my niece uh, a few weeks ago about her company. She works for a uh, bridal, I don't think it's strictly bridal, but a photography company that's really successful. And it's so much fun because every Friday afternoon they take off, they leave the office, everybody, all the photographers, the office staff, everybody, sales guys, everybody. And they go to really unusual locations here in Chicago. And, and there are many with all all of our beautiful architecture and the river and everything. And they take pictures of the, the team in these oh, fun wow. locations. Yeah. And so they put those up and they, they talk about engagement. I mean, that really gets their prospects, their customers and, and other, you know, families of customers really involved. It's so mm-hmm. much fun. So you could just be so creative with it. Well, yeah. And especially for like for that company, you can so easily then see what they're all about right. just because, you know, they're taking photos of it. Right. So that's, that's a very handy way to use that. I like that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I was pretty impressed. Yeah. 
So, so David, when, when a company is putting themselves out there, a small business owner is really putting themselves out there, um, it can be, uh, it can be a little risky sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes negative criticism comes up. I mean, you know, I write for Inc. And, and, and on occasion, it doesn't happen too often, but on occasion, somebody will leave a comment that really disagrees with what I'm saying. Now, personally, I love that because it engages, uh, you know, the audience. Uh, But I don't know that many small business owners would love that. How do we handle this negative criticism (laughs) and and create a conversation that's going to be turn turn it positive? Yeah, well, your way of handling it is the good way. (laughs) Uh, Most of us can't do that (laughs) really easily (laughs) because it feels like somebody's dissing my post, you know? Yeah. Um, And, you know, honestly, they are. But it's also okay because of what you said. Um, they're engaged, they, they cared enough to come and complain, which is nice, and, and it starts a conversation, which is great because that makes whatever you said live on um, somewhat. But, yeah, so what you do is, especially if you're like most of us and it makes you a little hot under the collar when you read it the first time, is just step away for a while. <laughs> um, you know, that count to ten thing. Um, definitely do that. Because you want to be professional. Um, But then how I look at that, much like like what you said, it's an opportunity when somebody comes and complains because then I can clarify, you know, maybe I didn't say something right or maybe somebody's not understanding my new product correctly or something like that. So I can clarify that and say, now here's what it's really like. Um, You can correct bad information in a kind way. You want to be kind about it. and just realize, you know, they, it might sound like fighting words, but really you're just typing into a box. Um, you don't have to get irritated at it. You can just say, well, here's what, it's, what it really is, and be done with the conversation if you want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of different ways to handle it. I recall there, one time uh, somebody pointed out a typo in one of my ink columns. Now, I'm a real stickler about those kinds of things. And it not only got past me, but got past the managing editor as well. And, uh, you know, so I was, of course, angry, but I was angry with me for allowing it to happen. You know, of course, I was like, oh, what a jerk. You gotta, you know, but it turned turned perfect. It turned out perfect because I don't remember what the word was, but it it opened the pathway for a, a wonderful joke, you know, and oh, so I made a joke of it. I went in, I corrected it, thanked him for pointing it out because I didn't want to let it sit there. And, you know, so many people hopped in on that conversation. So you can really turn those lemons into mm-hmm. lemonade. It's a great opportunity. Well, you can, you can. And that, yeah, if anybody ever comments, it's a good opportunity. If they say something negative, it's sometimes an even better opportunity because it gives you a second chance to say something. Yeah, yeah, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. So we touched on this already a little bit, David, earlier, and then we were uh, we went into break and didn't come back on it. Social media in in fifteen or twenty minutes a day. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's talk a little bit little bit about that. What would that look like? Mm-hmm. Well, that would look like using your calendar religiously, uh, because one thing in social media, especially for organizations, it's it's good to be consistent with how you post. So if you decide, I'm going to post two posts a day in Facebook or, or four posts every couple of days, uh, pick the same day, pick the same time, and, and just start doing that because that builds consistency 
and then your your customers, your followers and fans um, in those social media accounts will sort of come to expect that. And if they like what you're saying, they'll actually even go hunt it out because they'll know, oh, it's 2 o'clock. wonder what's going to be here this week. Um, you want to build that kind of consistency. But then, yeah, it's it's as simple as setting aside 15 or 20 minutes, let's say on a Tuesday afternoon, and um, – reading, looking, scanning, um, seeing what people have said about you. You can set up, well, in, in Facebook, um, you can see what, you know, what fans are saying about you. In Twitter, you'd have to do a, maybe a Twitter search and set up an alert or something like that. It's pretty easy to do as well. Um, you can see what customers are saying about you. You can also maybe do a search, especially in Twitter, on your industry or on words that you know, keywords that you care about, see what people are saying about that. And then, you know, just take a few minutes to think about, well, what do I want to share today? What's happened this week? Do I have a new product coming out? Um, did something really cool happen at the, you know, at the homeless shelter if you're a nonprofit, that kind of thing? And share something. Mm-hmm. And keep it a little open-ended. Um, add a next step in there. You know, what do you think? Even even something as simple as leave a comment and tell, tell me what you think about that. Right. Um, one thing at, at the library we'll often do is send out a, like, nine at night after the parents have put the kids in bed, we'll say, so what's on your bedside table? What are you reading tonight? What book can you not put down? And people love that kind of interaction yeah. because, you know, libraries are about books, so our customers love books, and so they're sharing you know, my favorite author, the book I can't put down. And we get a lot of traffic that way. Mm, that is good. People people do love to share. They love to pass on information that they're excited about. Uh-huh. And, uh, well, and then yeah. that, that helps them feel like they're a part of the process. It's not just the company telling them. It's them sharing with other customers. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I said, people love to do that. Yeah, they really do. So, so David, tell me the difference. You know, for for instance, for me, I'm someone who's built a personal brand. So when I go onto Twitter or Facebook, I love to share relative information about other companies that I think that my followers will will benefit from from seeing. How important is it for someone who has a company brand that isn't a personal brand to do the same, to mix it up and make it about others mm-hmm. as well as about their company? Um, I think it's pretty important. Um, if you're just making it about yourself, that will tune people out. Um, for some reason, people don't like to see that. Even with a company, they, they like to see you sharing, I guess, the individual, what they like. So even if you're you know, a staff member at one organization, point out some other companies that are useful in your industry once in a while, or mm-hmm. just talk about what's happening at work rather than sharing sharing that buy it now tweet <laughs> yeah. every time you tweet. They, they like to see a lot about others, a lot about customers, a lot about helping, and then some about the, the main thing your organization does as well, sort of, sort of intermixed, because that makes you seem more human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it's very important to get news of the industry out there as well as just, you know, even some fun, 
uh, lighthearted insights and, and tips and comments. And I think that's right. important, too. So right. we are here with David Lee King. And uh, David has authored Face-to-Face using Facebook, Twitter, and social media tools to create great customer connections. And you can find that on Amazon. And you can also visit David at his website, David Lee, L-E-E, King, K-I-N-G, dot com. We'll be back here in our final segment in just a couple of minutes. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Chances are you didn't give birth to Einstein. So why are you trying to raise your child to be like him? Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein with your host, Tara Kennedy Klein. Woohoo Radio Network's parenting show dedicated to helping you release the myth of the perfect parent and discover the unique brilliance in your child and you. Tara and her panel of amazing, intelligent, and sometimes off-the-wall guests will share the tips, tools, trends, and techniques available that will help you stop raising Einstein and start relishing your role as a proud and present parent. Join her every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time for Stop Raising Einstein, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Are you ready to get your woohoo on? From business and branding to babies, best-selling books, and personal breakthroughs? Then it's time to tune in to Woohoo Radio, Love, Life, Business, and the Pursuit of Happiness with your host, Lisa Stedman, Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Using her signature blend of inspiration, motivation, and kick-butt action, best-selling author and chief woohoo woman, Lisa Stedman, wants to help you discover the woohoo that only you can do. Lisa will show you how to create your signature woohoo way of love, life, business and the pursuit of happiness without losing yourself. If you're tired of a one-size-fits-all approach to career, relationships, and personal growth, get your weekly woohoo on with Lisa and her rock star guests as they reveal their personal stories of bouncing back from boohoo of rock bottom into the woohoo of love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. Check out her website, lisastedman.com. Join us for Woohoo Radio, love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here today with David Lee King, who speaks internationally about emerging trends, website management, digital experience, and social media. And, you know, a a piece of social media that is becoming more and more popular and actually necessary if you want to get noticed by Google uh, is video. Uh, So, David, why don't we use some of this time in our final segment to talk about the importance of video and how the everyday, uh, you know, average business owner can actually actually managed to get some halfway decent video up to their website and into social media. 
Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so first of all, video is really easy to do now. Again, if you have that, that iPhone or that Android device, it takes HD quality video, um, good picture, good audio, and that's very also very easy to upload to, say, YouTube or to Facebook. Um, because it's just a file that you click upload to. It's really simple these mm-hmm. days. I did video about 10 years ago. It was really hard to get video <laughs> online, so I'm really glad for these tools now. Um, but the point of this is not so much the tool, it's the conversation again. Videos are an amazingly simple way to share conversations um, because you can take a video of the CEO of your company sharing about the new product, or even better, maybe the product manager sharing about the new product, yeah. or even better, a customer sharing about their experience, that. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's as simple as pointing your camera at somebody's head and saying, go, <laughs> for two minutes <laughs> uh, these days. And it needs to almost be that simple. You don't need to really script something out, because if you think about it, most of us aren't Hollywood actors that can bring life to a script, it would most likely sound like that used car salesman television commercial, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. It didn't come out well. Um, and with, especially like with YouTube videos, you, the first 15 seconds are imperative. You want to capture people that fast because, you know, all those related videos over on the sidebar of YouTube, really easy to click on mm-hmm. if you're boring. Um, so, Get to your point immediately. Don't have all the, you know, the titles and the credits and the music kind of thing that a lot of us will do if we're trying to make an organizational video. Just don't do that. Make it a conversation, almost more like a family video, a little more informal, and just share what it is you want to share. You know, we got some new coffee beans this week. Here they are. Here's where you can get them. Uh, We'll have them for a week. Done. You know, that kind of thing. And then post it to YouTube, post it to Facebook probably separately because Facebook has a different set of algorithm for their their Facebook videos. Um, but then you can start that conversation again. It's a visual like we were talking about earlier, but then you can also hear the person talking and see the thing in action, depending on what it is you're showing. So it's that much more visual. Mm-hmm. And then depending on where you post it, people can start a conversation about that and start sharing it with their friends too. So it can be a really powerful tool. Yeah, it can. And I, you know, my experience with it on Facebook, quite honestly, is it seems that most people share it, uh, use it on a, on a personal level. Uh, I had a client share a video of her brand new little baby a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and that was a lot of fun. I don't see a lot of companies actually creating video and, and putting it up on Facebook. Am I wrong? Are there, are there many out there? There are not a whole lot yet, but, um, it makes sense to do that because it like, sure does. like we were talking about earlier, people engage more with visual content yep. and that's exactly what a video is. Yeah. And uh, if, if you're a progressive entrepreneur, you may as well pave the way, right? Yeah, that's right. So get started now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How much fun. 
And let's talk about something we haven't touched on, and and that's exactly what we're doing here right now is podcasting. I consider this part of of my social media strategy. I think uh, podcasting is a a great way to help people get to know you and to share information. I love bringing people like you onto the show to share your expertise and and, uh, really help people feel less intimidated by about taking that next step. Uh, What are your thoughts on podcasting? podcasting and, and some brilliant ways to share the product there. We actually had the, one of the vice presidents at Liberated Syndication at an event uh, my library hosted about a month yeah. ago talk here. Um, so I'm, I'm all pumped up for podcasting. <laughs> uh, podcasting is amazing because, you know, blogs, there's millions of those. There's only about 200,000 or so podcasts. So if you want to talk about something, consistently for a while through a podcast through the window is wide open right now mm-hmm. and everybody who has a smartphone has a way to listen to that um especially like with um iphones right now they've got a podcast app that you can download the podcast immediately to or you can just listen through the web you know while you're at work or or wherever um they're really great for that and then a lot of people who are exercising or who have a commute home from work, they want something to listen to. That can be you pretty easily um, in a show format. Right. Right. And and it's a lot of fun. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it is a lot of work. I, I won't deny <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> you know, podcasting can be an awful lot of work if you don't have an assistant, a production assistant helping you out. But, right. wow, what it can do, especially, I think, in a, in a service-based business like, like coaching, like my own business, oh, yeah. uh, people really get to know you first before they come to you. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, if they've listened to your show, say, for a while, they they sort of know what to expect. They they know some of your mannerisms because they've listened to you talk for 20 minutes at a time. So you'll seem more real when they meet you in person. Exactly, exactly. And that's what I have found since uh, writing for Inc., which has been, oh, gosh, over three years now, and mm. doing this podcast and, and in, engaging in this way, is that by the time someone comes to me for coaching, they they know what I stand for, they, they know my areas of expertise, and they know me a little bit, or they feel like they know me a little bit. And so now it's just a matter of, of me sharing how I can help them them and and they're ready to go and that's exciting so we can really build that funnel if you will that sales funnel by using social media properly oh yeah definitely and like you said it's fun to do it is so so you might as well enjoy what you're doing right well yeah and not to mention that i get to meet all sorts of amazing people like yourself and you know this won't be the last time that we talked you know um So I think I think that uh, people need to consider podcasting, uh, if appropriate, as a part of their strategy because it too, just like you were sharing about video, podcasting is not difficult. And right. I guess my my one caveat, I guess, uh, with podcasting is you have to enjoy talking. Yes. <laughs> it seems a silly thing to say, but but it's true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That it, that is true, and uh, you have to have a message that you right. want to help to get out there. It's 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 very important, and uh, it, this is just a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. So, oh, it is. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So in closing, David, this has just been so much fun having you on the show. I want to thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, What would you like to leave our audience with? What are what are a few really critical points that that you'd like to express here uh, as as takeaways? Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's only one. And and that is simply to be yourself. Um, it's easy enough to do that if, you know, you're my mom who's herself because she's not trying to sell anything, right? She's, uh-huh. just, she's just mom online. Um, but if you're an organization, you still need to be yourself. And that's really hard for a lot of us to do. You know, we were trained in high school to write formal business letters, and in college we learned how to make brochures and that kind of stuff maybe, or write academic papers on things. And then we get into the business world and <laughs> and social mm-hmm. media, and suddenly we're supposed to somehow connect with people um, using really the wrong tools that we got in college anymore. Um, so learn how to talk conversationally. Mm-hmm. Um, through Twitter and Facebook if you're typing or through a blog post that might mean typing out what you think you want to say and then actually reading it back out loud. (laughs) And if that doesn't sound like you actually talking to somebody, reword it so it does. Um, Mm -hmm. That brings in that sense of conversation. And when somebody's reading your post, they'll hear the conversation in their head and immediately connect just a little better than they would if it were, you know, boring marketing speak. Right. so you can do that. And a video, like I said before, don't script it out. Just sort of know your outline and then just start talking because you'll naturally be yourself. Um, same with a podcast. You're being yourself right now. You're following a, well, I want to ask David these things, but you're being yourself. Um, so be yourself, you know, and make sure you're wearing your business hat while you're being yourself. You don't want to be so much yourself that you get booted out the door, <laughs> depending on your business, right? Right, um, sometimes I, yeah, sometimes I say be business casual, but not Friday or Saturday football casual. Oh, I like that. You know, that's a, a visual way to think about it, I guess. Yeah. Well, I really like that. That's, I think, a great thing to, to leave our listeners with, that, that uh, analogy, if you will, be business casual and enjoy that. David, thank you so much for joining us here today, and I look forward to speaking again in the future. You can find David at his website, David Lee, L-E-E, King, K-I-N-G, dot com. And don't forget to go on out and check out his book, Face to Face, Face and the number two, Face, using Facebook, Twitter, and other social media tools to create great customer communication because you really can through through social media, and it's important. And please join us here again next week when I have Sharon Hadari and Laura Henderson on the show. These two ladies have co-authored a fabulous book called How Women Lead, The Eight Essential Strategies Successful Women Know. And uh, Sharon, I haven't gotten to speak to Laura yet. I'm very much looking forward to that. But Sharon is just a beautiful, wonderful woman who has just a wealth of wisdom and and business knowledge. And uh, I think even if you're not a woman, if you're a business owner, you can really, really learn from what Sharon and I'm sure Lauren has to share next week. So same time, same place next week with Sharon Hadari and Laura Henderson. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget, you can always find me at Marla 
at Marla Tabaka, T-A-B-A-K-A dot com. And you can always find me over on Inc. too, Inc. I-N-C dot com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka. We'll see you next week. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, and if